Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop with your big final hour coming up. Ian Healy, SENQ host and cricket legend, not too far away to talk about that innings from Glenn Maxwell last night. And we're going to chat to Aaron Phillips as well, retired AFLW star, uh, two-time best on ground in AFLW grand finals. So fittingly, she will present that prize at this year's AFLW grand final. But it is Glenn Maxwell Day. It could be Glenn Maxwell Week here on SEN. And uh, let's just have a listen to the moment. He brought up his double century and an amazing victory for Australia. You know what's going to happen. He's 195, Maxwell. A six to bring up 200 and win the game. Everybody here's on their feet. And Maxwell hits it high. Can it make it? It does make it. Glenn Maxwell. Unbelievable. The most remarkable thing you'll probably ever see in cricket. Staggering. Absolutely mind-blowing. He's good, our own Ian Smith. He's a fantastic commentator. Time for a cricket update. Study business at Cricket Victoria, powered by RMIT. Visit melbournecriketeducation.com.au. Australian cricket legend and co-host of Patton Heels on SENQ. Ian Healy joins us. Hello, Heels. G'day, Jules. How are you, mate? I'm very well after what we saw last. Have you ever seen anything like it, that innings from Glenn no. Maxwell? No, I haven't. Um, it was staggering, and he was staggering, and Afghanistan was staggering. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't know how you can hit a six without using your legs or, or your <laughs> hips, you know. He, the, the speed of his bat is incredible, the way he could still carry that ball 75 to 80 metres without, with, with flat feet. He just could not move a muscle in his lower body. So that, it was extraordinary. Does it make it tough for uh, junior cricket coaches around the country today who will say, move your feet, rotate your body? And I say, hang on, I just watched Glenn Maxwell hit six after six just using his arms. Oh, God, it was like throw that textbook out. <laughs> the, te- the textbook is getting a real workout, isn't it, now with T20 cricket? And I-, I kept forgetting this morning that that was a 50-over game. I kept thinking yep. it was a T20 game. But um, the-, the stakes were big. Uh, the ramifications of not getting that 200-run partnership were bad. Uh, Afghanistan were bowling very, very well to have a seven for 91, and he produces that. Um, so, that, yeah, just quite incredible. Have you seen the one where they bowled wide of off almost right out to the blue line? Yeah. And he just he threw his bat at it and sort of it got the end of the bat but still went for four. You, you know, that they... They, they had no answers to him because he was he was just everywhere. So 21 fours, 10 sixes and cramping left, right and centre. Will, will it go down as the greatest white ball innings we've seen? I think so. Um, it has in my book. Uh, Ricky said in commentary, yes. Um, Smithy would agree with that. So I, I think so. To, to be able to play yeah. such punishing shots and make them look uh, very convincing, not risky at all, for... For 128 balls, that's that's the real strength of this innings. You know that you know we couldn't. First of all, you couldn't bat like that. Then these players started to bat like that, but would get out. And now they're getting really good at staying in batting like that. So uh, I think it's a real turning point. He's divided opinion for so long, Glenn Maxwell. I mean. Have you seen many more talented players? And we're just at the stage now where we just 
this is Glenn Maxwell. I mean, we've seen a poor shot in this tournament, a couple of great innings. He fell off a golf cart and knocked himself out. I mean, the highs are high and the lows are low. And at 35 years of age, that, that that's what he is. Well, the, lo- the lows aren't that low as long as you're in a pretty good team. Mm. You know? so, so you can afford him. Um, but I think his greatest... I don't think he believes. I don't think he believed how good he was. Uh, but that'll give him incredible uh, confidence uh, and that confidence might give him better consistency, I reckon, because he he was so handicapped and, and battered uh, so convincingly. So when, when he's fit as a fiddle, um, I I guess he starts moving around too much then and considers too many (laughs) shots again. And that's when he mucks himself up. But yeah, I think, when he worries about being the big show, he doesn't turn up. But when he when he's really stretched and has to do it, he can do it easy. And who knows, if he didn't break his leg late last year, he might have been playing test cricket this year. He might have been playing in India and uh, done well and might have been playing in an Ashes series. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think captain of the white ball team, that's where he would have been mm. uh, for mine. And uh, it was quite a poorly timed fracture, that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, he's back. And, you know, two years ago, for example, he, he would have had two years of, of captaincy and leadership under his belt. He, he's been, uh, he's a very good thinker in the game. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I think Test Cricket, I, I saw him play one, maybe one of his best innings in India mm. uh, in that Test Series years ago. And I thought, right, well, I'm really interested to see uh, how, he, how he goes now. But he's never moved his feet as well as that, again, in tests. So, so, you know, that day in India, no one else did anywhere near as well as he did because his footwork forward to the ball and back and across and back to shorter balls was, was unbelievable. And he, he's got something in that, you know. He, he creates a lot of time for himself. And then he's got a really fast bat swing, um, which must be just strength and fast twitch in his arms. And those, those, the final uh, roll of his wrists, my goodness. Unbelievable performance. We've got one game to go against Bangladesh. It looks like we're going to finish third and probably play South Africa in a semi-final. Of course, we're all talking about Glenn's innings today, but it probably, it well, it did. It papered over some cracks in the batting and particularly with the bowling towards the end of the the um, Afghani uh, innings. Is that a concern coming into the business end of the tournament? I mean, Mitch Stark again was costly, five wides as well. Is that... A bit of a concern, the rest of the performance outside of Glenn's performance? Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't quite work out the Aussie team at the moment. They've been a ragtag bunch, haven't they? Yeah. Injured, concussed, <laughs> uh, vertigo. <laughs> uh, Manus gets his spot again, you know. Um, Warner and head on fire, then quiet. Um, so, so, And then our bowlers doing enough, but they have never been, uh, never really rolled anyone for under 100 like a couple of the other teams have done, India, South Africa. South Africa have been rolled for under 100 yep. as well. So I just, yeah, I haven't quite worked them out. Uh, remember 2015, the final here where where Starkey had just geared up for that first over yep. McCullum, those Yorkers. I, I th- I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm suspecting they know how they can turn it on. They'll be ready to turn it on. To me, Starkey now looks tentative going to the crease because his control's not great. Um, and Pat Cummins hasn't got a, a, a what do you call it, a power play wicket yet yep. in the tournament, um, and he doesn't look to be bowling fast to me. Um, so 
and Josh Hazelwood's always very consistent, but but these wickets, you know, aren't built for consistency. You've got to deceive with slower balls and really, really good bounces if you're going to try one. Um, oh, so so no, and and Stoinis in and out of the team and Cameron Green, who's our fourth bowler to go with Zampa. Maxwell's now back, so uh, Mitch Marsh is he going to bowl? So I just think. I think Starkey and the boys might be gearing up for that semi. That's what they have to target right now. I'm quite fearful of South Africa. Um, I think I think all four sides, and I'm hopeful that New Zealand make the semis because they deserve to. Um, they were the, the batting unit that had the least flair out of these four teams, right? But Ravindra has now brought them into that too. They've got a beautiful balance. Mm. If someone's going to bat like Ratchin Ravinda. So... so uh, they're in there. Um, so I just think we've got to really target that South African game and and sort of get early wickets uh, for, uh, and, and try to work your way through not only their batting power, but they've got a great bowling attack as well. So semi-final, dangerous. Yeah, big game for New Zealand tomorrow night against Sri Lanka. Don't worry about watching tonight. Just a couple of minnows, England and the Netherlands. We're chatting to Ian Healy, Australian <laughs> cricket legend, co-host of Patton Heels on SENQ. So just for that next game, given how badly Glenn Maxwell was suffering with those cramps. Do you arrest him against Bangladesh and make sure he's 100% right for that semi-final? Well, yeah, only if he wants to. I'd be keen to arrest him if he wanted to rest. Um, not wanted to rest, but if he was okay with that. Um, and, and medically, it would help uh, what he needed to do to recover to 100%. <laughs> it was quite... What about when he lay on the ground like the silly salmon? Like, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? I mean, shot. Um, but, so, uh, yeah, I, I haven't got a problem. Our team, the one thing it has proven is it can win with many, many different combinations. Uh, we probably need to try to get more batting into Stoinis. We try, probably have to try to get our top order. Not not so much Head and Warner. They'll be okay, but it won't be. It'll be a bonus for them to get another hit. But Mitch Marsh, Steve Smith, mm. uh, they, and whoever's after that, if it's going to be English, Stoinis, uh, and, and then uh, whoever another whoever bats seven for us. Um, so or you know, is Manus going to stay in there? You know, so I think uh, I, there's a spot there to to enable us to rest to rest anyone who is okay with the rest. But uh, yeah, I don't think they'll be that keen. They, they're pretty keen to fire on. Spirit of Cricket's been a buzzword this year, Heels. Uh, was the line crossed with the Angelo Matthews timed out dismissal? Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't... Have you seen the actual five minutes of Vision? Mm. Yeah, I have. I haven't. I went... You have? Yeah, I, I think, I, I, think I saw it on Fox I Sports. Yeah. It. So, so I, I really need a bit more clarity around it. Um, I... For me, I wish he had just batted up with his broken helmet. But And then the umpire would have said, you can't bat like that. Okay, well, I need to fix my helmet. And he would have been all right. Mm. But, but I don't... So I haven't really... But then some people said to me, well, he was all already up to four minutes before the helmet broke. Mm. So, oh, right, I, I didn't know that. But, but um, I just think the umpire should have stepped in there and, and said, not out. Come on, you you know, need a bit of common sense, don't you? I mean, to the letter of the law, not, yes, but you about, need some common sense, right? Yeah, I reckon. And it's the law, you know, the umpire should have a better appreciation than the players for why that is a law, right? And it is to stop time wasting uh, at when a storm's rolling in mm-hmm. or, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and Or when a timeout's about, you know, yeah, the game's going to be timed out. 
So, so you know, the umpires know that. He wasn't trying anything no. silly. Um, and now, even even more so than the Bearstow case, the run out in England, Johnny Bearstow didn't pay the fielding team enough credit. Mm. You've got to look at where the ball is and whether it's finished or not. If Alex Carey had caught that and stayed with it in his glove for one more second, that ball's probably dead. But it wasn't. And the batsman needs to check on that. Um, so, But as far as the timeout one, um, no, I thought the umpires could have upheld that spirit of the game better than better than the players even. Yeah, I think most would agree with that. Before I let you go, Heels, you've just been out doing some hot laps. Yeah. Who with? I've been out to the supercars. Uh, Will Davidson and the Dick Johnson Racing Team. Nice. And uh, uh, all the teams were out there at Willowbank here in Queensland. And, uh, yeah, jeez, oh, I was glad he hit the brakes eventually. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was very good, mate. It, it was, I, I was a l- much more apprehensive than I needed to be. I'm, I'm not into speed and I'm not into the sort of scary stuff. So it, it, was, it felt very secure. Um, and I was with Kai Allen, who, who ended up taking me. Will had just get, got out of there. They do 190 customers today out wow. there. And um, they, they come and have two laps each. All the sponsors and corporates they've got, and supporters of supercars. It's it's a fantastic initiative. Um, so yeah, we got, I was a little bit disappointed when I heard it was two laps. I was hoping a hot lap meant one, but uh, yeah, I could have done even more. Did, but it was pretty hot, very you, hot in the car. Do you feel safer in there or facing the West Indies quicks on a green deck? No, definitely the car. <laughs> the car got, breaking 130 meters out uh, of a corner, going at about 250. Um, and, that's, and that is better, safer than Kirtley Ambrose bowling 140. Absolutely. They are remarkably talented, uh, these V8 supercar drivers. They are freaks at what they do. Thanks again for your time, Heels. Uh, we can't wait for the real, real business end of this World Cup. Yes, it's hotting up nicely. Thanks a lot. Great Bye. to chat to Ian Healy. That was our cricket update. Study business at Cricket Victoria, powered by RMIT.